0: Well good morning, thank you Andy and um, I'd like to welcome you all here and and a big thanks to you all for joining with me this morning. This week has been quite traumatic for us all as we come to terms with the closure of our meetings, um, with the social distancing and the closure of the schools and more and more of our church family having to isolate themselves. and But together, I just want to encourage you together. I believe that we will see this through. And, and I'd just like to encourage you to keep on communicating together. It's important that we talk and keep on, um, as I say, being in touch with one another. For me, um, the, there was a glimpse of good news on Thursday when... uh, Beijing uh, announced that they would not had any further new cases. I know that we are going through the middle of it but I just felt that it was um, a good news moment that at least there is a country in the world that has been through what we're going through and come out the other side. Some weeks ago Nancy spoke on prayer and she was talking on pausing so before I... Um, dive into what I've prepared this morning, what I'd like to do is just to pause and, and pray. So what I'd like you to do is just sit back, close your eyes and I'd like to pray. Father, we come before you now and we ask that you would pour out your Spirit on us and fill us afresh let your presence surround us and Lord I pray for your peace to guard our hearts and minds wherever we are Lord we invite you to fill our hearts right now let your presence come I pray come Holy Spirit In Jesus' name, Amen. Great. By the way, um, I guess we're all going to have a little bit more time on our hands, so can I suggest to you that you don't watch copious amounts of news. And what I'd like to do is to remind you of two excellent books on the subject of prayer. The first of which we've advertised before is Pete Greg's book, um, How to Pray, a simple guide for the nor- for normal people, well that just about says it all for me. And the second book is uh, Darrell Johnson's 57 words that changed a world, the world, a journey through the Lord's Prayer. Both of these books I can highly recommend. So what I'd like to do now is just to spend uh, another 15 or so minutes looking at how to pray, but focusing it in on our current coronavirus situation. Not only for us as part of the Hub Community Church, but I think God wants us to be community focused, offering care, concern and support for those around us, um, where we live as we can. So God is wanting us to go beyond ourselves at this time and share his love where we can. Do you remember that when we set up the hub, we had a prophetic word about being a church without walls? Well, this week I sat down with the manager of the Apollo Hotel and discussed halting all of our services there. On we're doing that on a rolling monthly basis so as a hub church we are now literally a church without walls but can I quote from part of that prophetic word this is the time to be fluid allowing what God wants us to do to grow let me say that again this is the time to be fluid allowing what God wants us to do to grow if ever there was a time where we need to press into God and learn how to be fluid in serving His his purposes, then this is now. Our nation is changing at the moment almost on a daily basis and we need to be flexible. So how to pray? Firstly, pray for the church, pray for all of us that we would not give in to fear but willing to be flexible in serving one another and our community. And can I also ask you to pray for the Apollo Hotel and businesses in our community like them? They are finding this time really difficult as their clients evaporate. For the Apollo, we have agreed to give them a small retainer so that when life comes back to some level of new normality we can meet there again. But can I just say, can you sense that there is a sense uh, or a call to prayer throughout this land that is rising up? Today, Justin Welby has called all the churches together in England, uh, the different denominations to prayer. And they're asking all the denominations to pray and light a candle at seven o'clock this evening and put it in our windows as a visible light as a visible symbol to the light of jesus as a body let's join in with these calls to prayer so turning to the gospel of matthew chapter six for a moment i would like to make five quick points Um, i'm not going to read it out because of the time and i'm sure that you all know the lord's prayer by heart But my first point is this, in verses 5 to 15 we have the most famous prayer known across the world, the Lord's Prayer. And the background to it is that Jesus had called his disciples to himself on the top of a mountain. And like Moses in the Old Testament in Exodus 19, Jesus teaches them a new way to live. These are not laws written on tablets stone but the ways of the kingdom of God written on our hearts. This Sermon on the Mount is how his kingdom breaks into the hearts and lives and this teaching on prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is right in the middle of it. So as we call out to God in prayer in the midst of this crisis it's not a passive thing. Engaging in prayer means that as a body we engage our hearts to quote St Augustine God's ear hears the heart's voice God knows you he knows your circumstances he is a good father he knows what you are facing and he draws us to himself in, in intimacy in prayer As our nation faces faces this crisis together, let's answer that call. Let's centre our hearts on him in prayer over the coming days. As we engage our hearts, our willingness to serve or help others will come out of that heart response to him. He may ask us to respond in ways that we've never done before. Let's be open to that. So that was the first point. The second point is this. Take time. In verse 6, we are instructed to go into a room and close the door. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This may be enforced upon us, but Jesus withdrew to certain places. For me at the moment, it's a certain churchyard that I go to to pray. Where I can know, where I can find peace and quiet. You should find, or can I encourage you to find, that thin place where you can commune with God. And if you doubt that God hears your prayers, here in verse 6, Jesus encourages us that the Father also sees how we pray. Let me read it again. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He doesn't just hear our prayers. He watches over us. He sees us and turns his face towards us. So don't doubt that he hears your prayers. He's watching over you. I know it may feel sometimes that God doesn't hear. Especially when we pray for big things. But the more we pray about these things, the more think, times we pray about the, the small things, the more answers we will see. God loves us and he is with us and he's watching over us. Even if sometimes we don't understand the answer or it appears to be no. Charles Spurgeon once said, God is too kind. Sorry, God is too good to be unkind and he is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we must trust his heart. Just because we cannot see what God is doing, that shouldn't stop us from asking. Point three. I would like to remind you that within the first sentence of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, we have access, we have relationship and we have a proper perspective. In other words, we have intimacy with the living God. We have access any time, night or day, we can call on his name and he promises to draw close to us. James 4 verse 8 says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. We have relationship. He is our father. We are his children and he is a loving father and prayer builds that relationship. And thirdly, we have proper perspective. That is, our father is bigger than anything we can imagine. He is the creator of all the cosmos and he asks us to call him Father. How amazing is that? We can trust him. We can trust him in this crisis. My fourth point is this. Darrell Johnson in his book splits the Lord's Prayer into two hearts. The first Three petitions of the Lord's Prayer have the pronouns your. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we pray these petitions, we are putting God's agenda first. And Daryl makes the point that these are not so much requests, these are in the imperative i.e. they are commands not requests this prayer is a prayer that says be hallowed be done but not by us the prayer is father you do it you hallow your name make your name holy make your name as real on earth as it is real in heaven Bring in your kingdom on earth as your kingdom is in heaven. This prayer is calling on God to do what only he can do. Father, do it Lord. And as we pray over the needs of our nation, let us call out to God, do it Lord. Not that we command God, but Jesus tells us to approach the Father in this way. In the midst of this crisis, let's call out to him, kingdom come. My fifth point is this. Looking at the second half of the Lord's Prayer, petitions four to six, use the pronouns us. So we've got his agenda first and then us. Give us, forgive us, lead us deliver us. These are all the petitions to the Lord, to the Father. Matthew 6 verse 8 says, the Father knows what we need before we ask. He knows we need sustenance, forgiveness, reconciliation, guidance and protection. He knows we need these things. And again, Jesus tells us to approach the Father with boldness he is the one that tells us to approach the father this way whatever your needs are today let us approach the throne and seek the grace and the love that he will pour out upon us I appreciate he knows what we need but the context of the Lord's Prayer in both Matthew and Luke They pick up on the need to ask. Matthew 7 verses 7 to 8 and Luke 9 verses 10 to 11. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We may not get the answer that we are looking for. But when the Holy Spirit draws near, all heaven breaks loose. As I start to draw to a close, let's lift our voices in prayer. Let's join that call to prayer rising across the nation. Let's pray that God would deliver us from this virus. Deliver us, Lord. Let's pray for our government. God, give them wisdom to govern wisely. Pray for our medical staff and frontline services for provision and protection if you know someone who is vulnerable pray for them if you know they are self-isolating and have a pre-existing medical condition pray for them for all those people that we know who have the virus pray for them if god puts on your heart to do something is there an act of kindness that could be done I can, can I encourage you to pray about it and seek God and take action? Yes, stay safe. And and yes, comply with all of the laws and the rules that are coming through. But let's be a people that are willing to rise up and, and to serve our community and see the kingdom of God come in our neighborhoods, in our Um, town and around uh, wherever we are and if you want to encourage yourself during the week Dave Oliver has an excellent daily video going out look for the emails there's also things coming through online with the Lent talks but please do keep talking as a pastoral team We are looking to make sure that everyone within the church is linked together so that we can keep talking to one another and communicate. And being a church without walls, it's so important that we look after one another. And even if it means a phone call or a kind gesture, dropping off some shopping, let's let's just keep an open heart to ask God, how can I serve in this situation so now i'd like to thank you for listening and watching and i'll hand back over to andy thank you oh, 19 minutes